Well, good morning and welcome back to Tracks FM. And right now we have a special interview coming your way with Dr. Deepa Darshini. And she's a psychiatric expert with the Psychiatric and Mental Health Department at Hospital Kuala Lumpur. We'll be talking about support system for good mental health. Good morning, doctor. Good morning, KG. How are you? I am doing quite well. I hope you are doing well as well. I'm good, I'm good. All right, so could you tell us a bit about World Mental Health Day and in particular the theme for this year, which is make mental health and well-being for all a global priority? Sure, but before that, let me just uh, express my gratitude. Very big thank you to your team for having uh, KKM on board and and for recognizing the importance of mental health. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, yeah? No problem, doctor. Okay, so uh, when we're talking about the World Mental Health Day, it was actually yesterday, October 10th. So it's observed around the world to raise awareness about the significance of mental wellness. Mm -hmm. It was observed for the first time on October 10th in 1992, where it was initiated by the World Federation of Mental Health, a global organization which has over 150 member nations. Mm -hmm. The day itself actually provides an opportunity for all stakeholders working on mental health issues to talk about their work and to explore on what more needs to be done to make mental health care a reality for people worldwide. Mm-hmm. So for this year, the World Federation for Mental Health has designated the team as Make Mental Health and Wellbeing for All a Global Priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and this team actually speaks to all of us because we know with the recent pandemic, it brought on a negative impact on mental health globally mm-hmm. with increasing rates of people experiencing societal ideas and stigma and discrimination also continue to be a barrier to social inclusion and access to appropriate care. Mm-hmm. So whether we're talking about an individual, the civil society community, NGOs, policymakers, or the government itself, the respective rules need to be enhanced and enabled so that people can make their own contribution mm-hmm. to mental health and well-being in the communities and workplace, including harnessing peer support. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I guess the bottom line is that no community and no individual should be left behind. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, sorry? Uh, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, so there's a need to establish global mental health and well-being targets that can bring together evidence that captures social determinants of um, mental health. For example, promoting exercise, widening access to good nutrition and food, mobilizing support, all of which will actually play a role on positive mental health and well-being. So we can't go on, we can't actually want to say that, you know, um, you need to improve your mental health while other aspects are not looked into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very understandable right there, Doctor. And of course, um, for us to you know have a better mental health down the road as well, we need a proper support system. Um, what would you say a, a support system is? Okay. Um, actually, by definition, there are actually various definitions uh, when you go by a social support system. Yeah? So a social support system basically refers to the psychological and material resources provided by a social network to help individuals cope with stress. Mm-hmm. But probably a more descriptive definition, I think, uh, is by the National Cancer uh, Institute of uh, U.S., whereby they define um, social support system as a network of family, friends, neighbors, and community members that is available in times of need to mm. give psychological, physical, and financial help. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's a more apt description of it. Mm-hmm. But simply put, good social support basically entails activities such as sharing and caring behaviours that helps an individual get through their stressful life experiences. Mm-hmm. So having good friends, uh, good family support, as well as people who can help you in the event that you need some financial support as well, that is signs of a good support system, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Doctor, we are going to be taking a very short break. We are going to be listening to one song. And once we come back, there is more to talk about about support system for good mental health. So please sure. do stay on the line. Sure. I will. Thank you. All right, no problem. And uh, that was Dr. Deepa Darshini Amarnath, who is a psychiatric expert with the Psychiatric and Mental Health Department, Hospital Kuala Lumpur. We are currently talking about support system for good mental health. Right now, let's uh, listen to one song by Rod Stewart, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. And right now, we are talking to Dr. Deepa Darshini Amarnath. Uh, this is a Tracks Momentum special interview. She's a psychiatric expert with the Psychiatric and Mental Health Department, Hospital Kuala Lumpur. Support system for good mental health is our topic for today. Doctor, welcome back. Yes, thank you. Uh, could you explain what are the characteristics of a good support system or how does one actually know if they have a good support system? Okay, so when you're talking about social support system, it's ca- commonly categorized into four um, types of supportive behaviors. The first is emotional which um, is talking about expression of empathy, love, trust and caring. So, for example, if an an individual has a problem, a financial problem, debt and so on and so forth, Mm -hmm. they may have family or friends who may not be able to help out financially, but Mm -hmm. they're there to lend a listening ear Mm -hmm. or express care. Um, So that's the first, that's emotional. Then the second is instrumental which is defined by tangible aid and service. So these are the people who be uh, people or entities that are physically present um, to, e- to be able to maybe help out financially, materially, or just being physically present itself. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So um, the third would be informational. So for example, if a person um, has just received the diagnosis of um, maybe a... a uh, quite fatal illness. Mm-hmm. So it is vital that they get information that is accurate, information that is useful for them to be able to make a informed decision. Mm-hmm. So um, this may come in the form of advice or information or education from a doctor, right? Or various other parties who are experts on the field. Mm-hmm. So that's the informational um, supportive behavior. Mm-hmm. And the last but not least is appraisal. Appraisal is information that is useful for self-evaluation. For example, when a person is uh, feeling down or feeling burdened with their problems, then a close friend who knows them well may highlight the person's positive qualities or fighting qualities that that could equip them to deal with that particular situation or condition. Mm -hmm. So these are the four types of supportive behaviors that uh, that are actually characteristic of Mm -hmm. uh, good social support. But having said that, it is important to understand that um, optimal source of social support may actually depend on the developmental stage of the person who is receiving the support. Mm-hmm. Meaning that different people across the ages, across uh, over the years, right, as a person um, grows and matures, the way they perceive social support is different. So research has found that this. 
For example, um, for early adolescents, parental support seems to be more valuable mm-hmm. uh, as compared to late adolescents. Whereas for the elderly, the degree of social interaction actually signifies social support for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're talking about young adults, young adults, social support is actually perceived as instrumental support. So if you're able to help them in tangible mm-hmm. um, means, then that is um, perceived as social support for them. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. You know? And mm. it's also known that generally, quality of relationships is a better predictor of good mental health as opposed to quantity of relationships. Also, both are important. Mm-hmm. It's all about the quality of your friends rather than how many you have them, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just friends, but also family. Family. Mm-hmm. Now, why is a good support system crucial for mental health? Okay, so this one I might be boring you a bit with research and data, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I think this is important to share as well. So a lot of research has been done on uh, social support over the, over the years now, and um, research has demonstrated the link between social relationships and many different aspects of health and well-being. And this is not a new finding; it's been replicated in various studies over the years, time and time again. And social integration has routinely been identified in mortality studies as a protective factor. Whereas having a poor social support system, on the other hand, has been linked to depression and other mental health conditions. Um, some of the conditions that are linked with poor um, social support system are cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. involvement in alcohol or illicit substance use, mm-hmm. and even suicide. Um, there's also new evidence of social support and the neurobiological pathways, meaning that there's scientific basis for this that they are uh, beginning to discover. Through which it acts to foster resilience and to reduce the risk of developing mental illness. Mm-hmm. And um, there are preclinical studies done, um, meaning animal studies done, um, whereby social isolation has actually been associated with increased heart rate, blood pressure and atherosclerosis. Mm-hmm. For example, there's a study they did with um, monkeys mm-hmm. that found that re- their resting heart rate increases during separation and isolation, mm-hmm. but it returns to normal when the monkeys were reunited um, with their social group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and locally also we have a study involving about 600 odd Malaysian adolescents that found that those with good sub- social support system had lower susceptibility towards involvement with illicit substances or drugs. Mm-hmm. And that. even yeah, mm-hmm. and even during the COVID nineteen pandemic, this probably won't come as a surprise. Now, mm-hmm. the Chinese study found that the relationship between a support, social support, mental health of the general Chinese population was actually um, those who had better social support better protected against depression and even um, post traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, this leads us to the question: How is this protection conferred, mm-hmm. and why does social support have this protection? Mm-hmm. So um, they actually conducted a meta-analysis, which is a study that combined data from multiple other studies, mm-hmm. and they were able to conclude that positive social communication with family members and friends reduces an anxiety, reduces anxiety, and develops the feeling of security. And moreover, people with social, positive social relations and higher social support have better communication skills, 
which in turn directs them away from depression and other mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in an with social higher social integration, will also be more willing to seek advice, which may then convince them to engage in preventive care, help promoting behaviours, or even avoid situational stress. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, Doctor, we're going to be taking another very short break. And once we come back, there is a couple more questions that we'll be looking at. Yeah. Today, we are talking about support system for good mental health with Dr. Deepa Darshni. Welcome back, Doctor. Thank you, Sajid. All right. Now, not everyone may be blessed with a good support system. For those of us who aren't, what can we do to improve our support system? Okay, that's a great question. So there are seven tips that I'd like to share on this, and this is actually taken off the American Psychological Association mm-hmm. website. You can look it up as well. So the first would be to cast a wide net. You don't want to confine your net to a small net and, you know, just um, lay your expectations high on a select few people. So when it comes to social support, one size doesn't fit all. And I frequently see this with the patients that I see in my clinic. Um, some of them come in very disappointed with their partners, with their family members, with their friends because they have this unrealistic expectation that one person should be able to fit, uh, fulfill all the needs in terms of uh, support. So you may not have someone you can confide in about everything and that's actually perfectly fine. Maybe you may have a colleague that you can talk about your problems at work, a neighbour who you can share your uh, difficulties about your kids with. Look to different relationships for different kinds of support. But mm-hmm. remember, um, the most important is these need to be people that you can trust and count on to avoid disappointing negative interactions that can make you feel worse. Mm-hmm. So um, then I move on to the second tip, is to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, often people expect others to reach out to them and then they feel rejected when the people don't go out of the way to do so. Mm-hmm. So to, to get most out, the most out of your social relationships, you need to make an asset. Whether it's seeking for help, whether it's making time for family, friends and family, just reach out, say hello, drop a text. If you're there for others, chances are they'll be more likely to be there for you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing is technology. So taking advantage advantage of technology. Mm-hmm. So the thing that we were blessed with in this uh, pandemic, as opposed to the time of the Spanish flu, is that we had technology. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what it was like for them to be isolated um, physically and socially. Mm-hmm. So um, social uh, distancing was actually more of a misnomer because we were actually, most of us had... Um, the the ability to be able to be socially connected to one another thanks to technology. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, yeah. It's made it even easier than ever before mm-hmm. to stay connected. So writing an email, sending a message, or even setting a, a video chat date is definitely possible. So don't. But having said that, don't rely too heavily on digital connections. Because face-to-face interactions are definitely most beneficial. But when you can't, then you can improvise with uh, technology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So follow your interests. Also, if you, for example, maybe you like to paint, you like to sing, you like to work out, right? So you're more likely to connect with people who like things that you like. 
So join a club, sign up for a class, or take a volunteer position that allows you to meet others who share similar interests. And um, don't get discouraged if you don't make friends overnight. Mm -hmm. Just try to go with the flow, enjoy the experience as you get to know others over time. And the fourth, sorry, fifth one, Mm -hmm. is out peer support. So if you're dealing with a specific stressful situation, for example, if you have a, you're a caregiver, primary caregiver to a stroke patient, mm-hmm. uh, or someone dealing with a chronic illness, you may not find the support you need from your current network. Your best friend may not know what it's like to be a caregiver or mm-hmm. the burdens associated with it. Consider joining a support group. There are actually um, support groups for um, mental health caregivers, there are support groups for stroke caregivers, even for autistic children, a caregiver for autistic children. But, but it's just that maybe it's not widely publicized or known, but take the effort to actually look those up. Mm-hmm. And you may benefit um, from joining them. Mm-hmm. So the sixth would be to improve your social skills. Mm-hmm. So if you feel you're the kind of person who feels awkward in social situations or just doesn't know what, what's the right thing to say, you could always start by asking simple questions to get the ball rolling and ask about the person. And if you're shy, it can be less intimidating to get um, to know others over shy activities. So mm-hmm. maybe not so much a conversation, but more of like um, physical activities or uh, even uh, sewing or rather than just hanging out and, um, have something and, fulfilling and, and, in the middle. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you feel particularly anxious in social situations, consider talking to a therapist um, who experienced uh, in social anxiety symptoms or social skills training. Mm-hmm. They're both available as well. And the last but not least, ask for help. So if you have, uh, you feel that you lack a strong support network, and fortunately we do see quite a number of people who are basically um, living this life alone, a life of solitude. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure where to start, there are resources you can turn to. So one of the ways that our Ministry of Health reached out during the pandemic was with the COVID-19 Psychosocial Support Helpline. And this provided a lot of emotional and psychological support to the general public mm-hmm. who were affected by the pandemic. And up to about, I think, October 2021, they, they received about 224,000 calls, of which 80% was psychosocial support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, apart from that, places of worship, senior and community centers, mm-hmm. libraries, refugee, immigrant groups, neighbor, neighborhood health clinics, Local branches of national organizations or NGOs are great ways to start as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, Doctor. Thank you so much for those seven points right there. Unfortunately, we are running out of time very quickly. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I would just say that uh, I appreciate that uh, mental health is getting more focused. I think it's important for us to work collectively to reduce the stigma, to be able to how we're feeling to be able to ask and reach out to others as well and to step up and reach out for help should be needed so um, thank you to TraxFM as well in collaborating with us again Oh, thank you so much, Doctor. I think you've been absolutely instrumental in making us understand why a support system is really, really important and uh, we hope to have you here again in the future and we shall see you then Glad to know that. Thank you, Kiki. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Have a good day. And uh, ladies and gentlemen...
Uh, it is now time for more music to come your way. We just ended our Tracks and Momentum special interview with Dr. Deepa Darshni Amarnath and we talked about support system for good mental health. We will be back in the next hour. There's another interview coming away about Undi 18.